0: Welcome to the Quantum Leap Catalyst with Terry Ostroviak. In the next hour, Terry and his guests discuss how to accelerate your business success and turn possibility into certainty. So turn up your speakers and hold on. Here's your host of the Quantum Leap Catalyst, Terry Astroviak.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Terry Ostroviak speaking to you from San Diego. Beautiful day here today. We have a, an exciting subject today for small businesses particularly. It's called How to Attract Funding. For small companies, it's a never-ending battle, I know, for many organizations that uh, decide that they want to take the next step, the next big step. Our guest this morning is the chairman and shareholder of NextCore Capital, which is an investment banking group, also does venture capitalist type things, and also uh, wealth management. He was independently engaged in the securities industry as a licensed and registered representative for nearly 20 years, so he has an extensive background. In discussing the subject today, we'll be discussing the trials and tribulations of small public, of small companies wanting to go public. How to attract funding, and the most exciting element of Jay's operation, our guest, is to focus on the development of socially beneficial innovative technologies. So let's welcome him. His name is Jay Potter. Morning, Jay. Morning, Terry. Good to have you with us this morning. I know this is is a subject that you're totally immersed in, that you are passionate about, and uh, in our initial interviews, um, the one thing that struck me more than anything was your social responsibility uh, bent on working with companies that have exciting and unusual unusual, uh, pursuits, in fact. Maybe you just want to tell us, first of all, what? Did you do originally when you decided that you were going to run a company like this? What kind of organizations did you want to be most helpful to?
0: Well, first when I started the operation, like uh, like anybody else, I you know, and still to this day, I am basically a small business uh, engaging in and uh, suffering through and enjoying the fruits, uh, uh, you know, of that labor. Uh, so I deal with many of the same topics of which you discuss on your radio on, a, on, a, on well regularly. Um, yeah. What we do here and what our focus is from a socially responsible perspective is that we have the ability to fund any company of our choosing and, and so we as a group made a decision that, uh, if we were gonna, if we were gonna, if we had that choice and we were gonna exercise that right, then we were gonna do it in a fashion that, uh, at least gave us the opportunity to, to, uh, make a difference, to make an impact.
1: It sounds as though you're not just focused on the bottom line, that you're discerning about what you do, very discerning, and that there's a, a, another couple of elements here that make you, or that drive you in this, in this type of business.
0: Well, in, in this day and age, uh, and it obviously certainly as in all business, timing they say is everything, um, here we are at a, at a, at a stage in, in, in the world where the environment has become uh, not just a, uh, a Birkenstock-wearing uh, talk item. Uh, yeah. It's become part of everyday life, and everybody's uh, aware of it. Uh, nearly everybody is concerned with it to some degree or another. Uh, so if you are capable of finding something that actually has a social responsible uh, element to it, um, it the, the economic impact or benefit uh, to those involved in it is no longer uh background music uh, it is it uh, is it is it is it is interweaved in the success of that of that uh, operation
1: okay and I presume that the people that you have in your organization feel exactly the same way as you do and 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 contribute and uh, buy into the vision that you've created well they better <laughs> No, yes,
0: everybody. Everybody here uh, has cash a vision. It, it is uh, because it is, uh, and again, there's a, there's a lot of you know a lot of uh, uh, similarities here uh, with with as with any small business. Um, you know, people's faith is uh, is regularly tested because it does take time to execute uh, any business plan. And when you're talking about uh, some of the things that we do, which have never existed on the planet before. Uh, and you're asking people to make a rather substantial departure from from what they think and what they know. Well, that's hard, and it takes time. So patience right. is a, patience is a is a is a,
1: is a substantial uh, uh, factor. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You know, I was having a chat with somebody that called me yesterday um, and, and asked me some questions about careers and 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 and, and businesses that. Um, and he said, one of the things that he asked me was, he said, can I really be happy in the business that I'm, I'm in? Can I, can I work in an organization where I get up in the morning and I feel that I'm motivated and I'm driven to be able to ha- not only help them, but feel as though I'm doing something worthwhile? And secondly, earn the kind of money that I want to be earning. And I, I must admit, I did immediately think about our discussion originally and about the passion that you have for your business. And I... I was surprised, I suppose, that uh, that you know that he didn't get that immediately. But you I know. suppose that's the reality. Most people don't realize that they can have those things.
0: No, and I think it's unfortunately, I think it's more complicated than that. Uh, in the fact that um, most people are are not willing. Um, well, they, they end up compromising with themselves. They say, "I want this dream. I want this." I want this, and I want that, and i'm and I'm willing to do anything for it. Well, once they start doing anything for it, they realize that anything is a pretty tough uh, and tall hill, and they start compromising uh, with regards uh, you know to that journey, and that, hey, you know the view is okay from right here. It could be a whole lot better, but you know, I'm not willing to turn myself inside out.
1: So tell me, Jay, what is it that you look for when you know when you get investors, and I know that you've got quite a number, and people call in and they say they want to be. They want the funding, for instance. What kind of organisations do you generally get? And what are some of the issues that they have that stop them from achieving those well, goals? Of- we get
0: everything. Everything from oil and gas wells to uh, I looked at a uh, uh, you know, and I look at everything. And I want to give everybody a fair shot. I try not to be jaded, uh, which is very difficult. Um, I mean, even last night. Granted, it only took me about 45 seconds. I chose not to uh, fund a 13 million dollar um, uh, island in the South Pacific for a possible casino. Um, I mean, it's it's everything. Um, you know, there's this new show on television called American Invention, and and they put these a lot of silly people on there with these silly ideas. Uh, but the funny part is, is that that there's that's reality. Uh, there's a lot of half-baked ideas that, that, uh, uh, that, that people think, and they throw, you know, the old term, you know, throwing spaghetti against the wall, yes. ho- hoping something sticks. Uh, right. is, there's a whole lot of that. In fact, actually, there's some, there's some individuals throughout this country uh, that have become professionals at that. All they do is invent and throw spaghetti against the wall and, and uh, uh, just hope something sticks.
1: Right, I suppose uh, they, if
0: they throw enough, something does some uh, You throw enough up there, sure. Uh, it's still, it's, uh, it's, the, it's, it's not all that much different than buying lottery tickets. If you buy one versus right. you buy a hundred of them, yeah, you've got a hundred more, and your odds are, are greatly increased, uh, but they're still uh, ri- ridiculously high and, and, and not in your favor.
1: So we've agreed that uh, many of these companies are ludicrous in, in even wanting to, uh, to move forward to a... a to the next to the next big professional game, from small business to something bigger than that well I was what is, what is, what are some of the other things that they do wrong?
0: Well, I was embarrassed originally. I looked at a particular company uh, and I turned it down um because it was just poorly written it, yes. it was not able to properly uh uh deliver its story and it certainly yes. and the, and and in how it was written uh, there' certainly it's very difficult in a written word of which to deliver passion yes. Uh, and that's certainly a, that's a substantial that's a substantial factor because if a guy's not willing to cut off his left pinky in order to uh, in order to succeed, uh, he ain't going to make it.
1: <laughs> and I suppose lots of small businesses write their plans on a cocktail napkin and think well, that's sufficient.
0: And and the, and then the other yes, and then the other side of it, there's lots of small business guys out there that don't have any pinkies left, uh, and, and yet there's and yet they're still plotting forward. Um, then those are the guys that you want to. Those are the ones you want to look for because the pinky will grow back and to live to, to be chopped off at another day. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, the, the, you know the battle goes on. But the mistakes that are made are oftentimes out of the gate. Uh, you know, if that in, calling it that invention or idea level uh, yeah. is that it oftentimes doesn't go beyond the idea. Yes. And they don't. The they, they don't drill. They don't drill down into uh, into into. The specifics uh, and get extremely detailed and become and in order to successfully build a company on an idea, then you have to know that idea better than anybody else on the planet right, and that means you have to you have to do uh, and, and oftentimes this is where the disconnect is uh, a lot of your entrepreneurs are salesmen yes um. And once they and they get the idea, and they just figure, okay, I'm just going to go out and sell it. Well, this is where this is where things kind of fall apart because um, you can't just sell an idea. It has to you, you got to build the you have to build the justification for whoever who's buying it. Because at these levels, if you're talking about real funding from venture capital, um, and and on, then then you have to know it inside out, upside down, and sideways. Because uh, I promise you, you can take the best idea in the world and turn it into Swiss cheese, <laughs> and that's what they'll do. It's very easy in this business to play devil's advocate because that's what we have to do to protect ourselves and our investors.
1: Right. That's a very demanding exercise right from the from the beginning.
0: Well, is, does anything good come easy?
1: <laughs> no, absolutely not. And really, that's what I was saying. Um, somebody did write into me actually this morning and asked me if a company has written a very comprehensive business plan and they gave it to you, uh, what other factors would you be looking for? Um, well, you said the passion, obviously, well, and the yeah, knowledge of yeah,
0: the yeah, I mean, Keeping mean, Keeping it very basic, I mean, because basically, you just asked me is how many colors in a rainbow. Um, Basically, what is, the, what is the general content of the plan? How, how well, how well does, the, does the individual understand uh, his own business, as I, as I had indicated? Uh, how willing is he to alter his perception and plan? Exactly. Okay, so oftentimes I'll have individuals come in here and they have a good idea, they've studied it, they've analyzed it, they get it, they understand it, yeah. um, they meet all these markers. And then there's a, then, then other things, other, other issues come into play when when they're given critique, and then that's where it gets kind of difficult because it, the, whether it's right or wrong, they have the, they have the decision and the choice as to whether to accept it or not.
1: Right. So, it's, in a sense, it's almost like defending your your thesis when you go to university. We're going into a one-minute break, well, a break in about one minute from now. Okay. So we'll be back in, in a while. Um, so if if anybody would like to contribute to the show this morning, talk to Jay, or you can email me Terry at qlcats.com. dot com. Feel free to do that, or you can just call us on one eight six six four seven two. 5790. Be happy to talk with you. See you in a while. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. This is Terry Ostroviak from San Diego. Our guest this morning is talking about how to attract funding for small companies. His name is Jay Potter. He's chairman and shareholder of Nextcore Capital, which is a, a local venture capitalist bank, investment banking and wealth management company and obviously very experienced, having spent about 20 years as a licensed and registered representative in the securities industry. Uh, we were just chatting just during the break, and I said to him, Jay, maybe you'd better just explain what cutting off your pinky means. <laughs> we you just go into that for a second? well obviously when i when I say that it means just somebody
0: who's dedicated to their business willing to do anything it takes to uh to succeed uh you know the eighty hour work week is certainly nothing it's the uh it's the you know waking up at two o'clock in the morning and jotting down the uh, uh strange but uh but valuable insights that you may have it's um it's everything uh so before right. anybody goes and lops off anybody's fingers or their own uh, it's a figurative speech um it, it just basically something of which to give some color to, uh, to 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 the the fact that you have to be more driven than anybody else.
1: Great. All right, that's fine. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 take it a step further then uh, with companies. What, what? what were you going to tell us about there?
0: Um. Well, I often find that that uh, that in order. Uh, well, there's another term, I right? and Terry. Well, let's see if this one works better than the pinky.
1: Um All right
0: that uh, plagiarism is the sweetest form of flattery. Yes. There's a whole lot of companies out there uh, and people out there that have already found success. Um, yes. And most of the time that's not by accident. They were willing to do whatever it took. And they jumped in and analyzed and tore apart uh, their business plans and, and, and found every crack um, and, and, and really made it. Well, you know something? Yeah. Those people are out there. They're actually, the more successful an entity is, uh, the easier they are to identify and the more information of which you can you can garner from the success of their plan. Uh, and you can build your plan around theirs. Um, one, of the, one, of, uh, one of the most interesting people that I've met over the last number of years uh, actually took that to a level that, that I think everybody should. Uh, he went out and found the, the biggest and, and best of his peers, his future competition, and uh, went out there and literally spent time with the CEOs of some of these companies and interviewed them. Basically, he was groomed by them to compete with them, and they never had a problem with it.
1: Because of his... Upfront, honestly. Well, just lives.
0: because people that are successful tend to want to find, more often than not, there are those people that just want to be the only successful person. But, uh, successful people, more often than not, especially in small businesses, have had to do it, uh, in a fashion that they end up building a, a army around them that will do anything for them. Where there's, where it, it's, uh, it goes beyond the business. It's, uh, it's an extended family. Right. Uh, and those people, generally, if asked for help, will provide it because that's what that's what feeds them. That's what because uh, uh, at some point in time, it's not about the money anymore. It's uh, it's about the success of the entity, and the success of the entity is going to be tied to to you know, God. I, I guess, for lack of a better word, almost almost a business
1: karma. You know, it's funny you say that. Many years ago. Um, Jack Nicklaus was seen to be I mean this was many years ago he was seen to be coaching Lee Trevino on the on a, on a putting green at one time and a reporter was watching this exercise and quietly came to him afterwards and said to him Lee I don't understand I mean uh, uh, Jack I don't understand something how come you, you're coaching the man that could probably unseat you if you gave him some of these tips and he said I'm not competing against Lee Trevino the better that he is the better I have to be right and so maybe exactly the same thing happens in the business. So really, what you're saying is, go, out, find, out, talk to the, the CEOs of your of your competitors companies or the ones that you aspire to compete with. Find out what they're doing, and then well, don't uh, just
0: don't just run out there and talk to the first CEO of the biggest company that happens to be in the same industry. If you waste that man's time. Yep. Uh, then it won't be of any. It won't be of any assistance. Uh, right. You better really understand the business first, because that will be the first passion of engagement between the two parties. Is that they have a common thought process, a common Wonderful. perspective, uh, and, uh, and and thanks. and uh, people only want to be engaged in, in, in high end conversation uh, if it's high end. Yes. You know, nobody wants to. Uh, what do they say? You know, nobody wants to. Um, uh, nobody wants to play to play chess with a four year old. It just it's it, it, it doesn't work.
1: No, <laughs> exactly. So you you have to be able to go in there on an equal level, and you've got to do your homework. Really, that's what you're saying. Uh, you
0: know. And when you say equal level, yeah, you should be a little cocky because you spent so much time. That uh, I used another phrase again, didn't I, Terry? Uh, you need to be. You need to go into, the, into that very very confident um, yes. because you've studied your information. You understand it. You right. know where the problems are, and you'll know where the problems are. And here's the nice thing is, is that you may, in the, in the, in the function of studying, because you are somewhat removed from the business, you may, engage in engagement with that CEO, actually be able to assist him.
1: Very good. Right, And you said, okay, so that's one area that you could right. go to a small business. The other one is? well when you, once
0: you once you really kind of drill down and you really get it you really you're, at this point you're getting you've got a real firm grip right. of, uh, of what the business is and what's going to be and what's going to be involved then then it's the moment of truth at this point and that's, uh, and that's where you have to realize you don't know squat, you know you might know the sales side of it, you might know the operational side of it, you might know the manufacturing side of it. But the simple fact is is that that, uh, is that you you don't you you don't know enough. You're going to have to surround yourself uh, with people that can assist you, people who have uh, expertise in in those other in those other categories, uh, in order to uh, uh, I- again increase the odds of your success. Then you know, also surround yourself with a board of advisors, people that truly are dedicated in some realm, uh, uh, and, and 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 emotionally and passionate about your success.
1: You know, it's funny, I lived in the Netherlands for about 12 years and uh, uh, they call it a raad van uh a board of uh, directors. Uh, and outside, exactly exactly what you're saying, um, a, a group of advisors or, or a board of advisors outside. And I think that's a, an outstanding idea. And I don't think it's that common. I think people are a little afraid of that. Tell us about an example of a board of, exi- of advisors and what they do.
0: Well, for each and every company, I try to. I try to. Uh, well, obviously, any company we fund, we are we are uh, very dedicated uh, to the to the point of obsessive um, in trying to ensure their success. Uh, and, in, and in doing that, uh, we will actually, on behalf of the company, uh, actually go out find. People, local or not, doesn't is irrelevant. Uh, and find the absolute best people that, as far as a dream list of who we would want as a as an advisor. Right. You know, I mean, if you were, I mean, if you were uh, in a business that had some real economic sensitivities to interest rates, well, you know, you know, maybe you want to, maybe you want to go out and get uh, a Alan Greenspan. Well, you know, something you can have them. He is habitable. He might be. Yes. It might cost you a couple million bucks, but um, or half your company or all of it. Uh, I mean, who knows? But, I mean, there's a. Everybody's got a price, but you, you can you can get any advisor of your choice. It's and just what are you willing to What are you willing to offer, and, and do you have enough substance to capture their attention? So it goes back into the de- devil in the details.
1: Right, it doesn't have to be a very frightening
0: experience, though, no. does it? People want to help. People want to help others. But people want to see success. So uh, oftentimes, oftentimes board of advisors tend to be, at the earliest stages, tend to be, um, you know, Uncle Joe, uh, who uh, has a very successful manufacturing plant in Arkansas. Right. Okay? But you know something? Uncle Joe's always had good business savvy. Uncle Joe's always liked me. Right? Exactly. Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe, I know, will help. He'll will have insight as to as to the problems of which I'm facing.
1: Yeah. So what you're really saying, in fact, is that the board of advisors become your champions, knowledgeable champions. If a
0: board of the advisors, background. right? If a board Keep of advisors,
1: track.
0: if a board of advisors is built correctly, um, they will tell your story better than you will.
1: Yeah. It's, it's yeah. That's exactly the point behind it. That's wonderful. And they're probably very influential. They know their way around. If you
0: pick the right advisors, they have the ability to find you all the talent, all the money, all the connections uh, from, from distribution to um, whatever problem you may encounter. You a good board of advisors, if they don't have the answer, they'll know where to get it.
1: Excellent. Very, very good advice.
0: They're better investment bankers than investment bankers. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs>
1: No, you're, a, and that really makes sense, Jay. <laughs> all right, now that's, I mean, that really is outstanding advice. So you, 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 I mean, that just kind of opens it up. You, you mentioned one of the things that uh, small business people are afraid to go out and seek advice somehow.
0: Well, I think that that there's, you know, we all have our, we all have our insecurities um and and uh and, and you, since you know this material better than i do but we've all been trained in the same fashion you know from uh from uh you know dale carnegie to uh uh or I mean, well, whoever i mean it all comes down to uh most small businesses have a distinct fear of failure right um and as as such everybody uh, not everybody a majority of small businesses especially right. you know with an idea what they are right. definitely afraid of is to pour all this time and energy into something and then they go take it to an Uncle Joe
1: an we'll Uncle- have to talk about it in a moment again Jay we sure. need to go into a break right now so just after the break we'll talk about the value of uh, the Board of Advisors and then we'll talk about some other tips that and you've un- got for us Uncle Joe. from Uncle years. don't forget Uncle Joe. Joe okay from Uncle Joe so stay with us we'll be back in a moment Hi everybody, this is Terry Ostroviak. If you want to participate in our discussion this morning with Jay Potter, who's uh, chairman of Nextcore Capital, an investment banking venture capitalist group and wealth management company, um, please call in. We're talking about how to attract funding for small companies and what are some of the what are some of the important things that we do, the absolutes that we have to do in order to move from small business to something bigger than just that. It means moving from the amateur ranks up to the professional ranks, and obviously there's a price to pay, and it's not necessarily just money. It's time and effort, and it's also passion. Let's talk a bit more about that, Jay. What are some of the other things that small small companies need to be doing that make a difference?
0: Well, we left off with uh, don't be afraid to ask for help, and the reason why most people don't is that they're fearful of uh, of the critique. Uh, they're fearful, as we left off with Uncle Joe. They're fearful that they send this plan they've spent all this time and energy on, blood, sweat, and tears, and, they, and they're fearful that Uncle Joe, who they trust, uh, who they admire, who they respect, um, is just going to just throw in the trash.
1: Yeah.
0: And they can't even say to that. Right. Yes. It's, uh, it's um, uh, you know, be, be, be bigger than your project. You know, I mean, and and uh, be willing to stand up to it. Take the critique. Hopefully, Uncle Joe just doesn't say it's awful and throws it away. Hopefully, he says it's awful and tells you why.
1: Yeah. And if he does, this, this is not just an ego trip in to no. make it look good.
0: Right. And if Uncle Joe, if Uncle Joe just throws it away and he says it's awful and he won't tell you why, well, then Uncle Joe wasn't what he was cracked up to be.
1: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That's exactly the point. Wonderful. <laughs> right, I mean, find another should, uncle.
0: Right, and find. In fact, the more people that you can, the more people that you can find to tell you that it's that it that it's off, the better. Particularly if they can give you critique, um, right. because it's only going to make it's only every time somebody tells you that. I mean, granted, again, it, it goes into some of those silly old salesman things. You know, the more people who say no, the closer you are to a yes. Well, the sad part is is that that's that's extremely accurate at, at all business levels, uh, if you're paying attention. For everyone that tells you no and they tell you why, uh, it's going to make it harder and harder and harder for the for the ones that follow to do the same.
1: Okay. So it really is a it's a roller coaster ride on on and quick learning, a steep curve on quick learning. Correct. And we have to be willing to take that ride. Once, once
0: you once you get to the point where you've where you've got your idea and it's really been baked down and and now it's time to turn the key, now it's time to start it. Well, now you're in a whole different realm. Again, uh, th- that starting part means that uh, it's now it's time for for real risk to take place. At some point in time, real money is involved. Wow! And this is where this is where. This is where. What are they? Another. I, I, it's amazing. The First time I, I do this show, I, I realize that my entire world is filled with uh, uh, you know colloquialisms and and phrases. Uh, <laughs> this is where you separate the wheat from the chafe. Yes. This is uh, this is where it, this is where the this is where the weak must die. Very good because right? it's the, only the strong at this point are 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 really allowed to uh, to well. That's not exactly true. There's a lot of weak people that end up with funding and end up losing a whole bunch of money, uh, only to be found out later they were weak. Um, this is where this is where you, you 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 your plan and all that studying and and organizing and planning actually uh, prove to be of greatest value.
1: Wonderful. Now, the mistake is... Uh, and, and, in fact, the, the, the process itself is the stealing of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the CEO and the company towards being ready and prepared for the, for the really big challenge, which only comes after that.
0: Well, so, I, I, obviously, I skipped a few steps of the process, but oftentimes, it's the guy with the invention or, or the idea uh, may be the last person that should be the CEO.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: You know, he oftentimes as is, we is somewhere through our through our conversation we I, we analyze or isolate the fact that most entrepreneurs are salesmen. Um, however, salesmen oftentimes don't make the best CEOs. They don't have the control uh, that's required. They're too. They're, they're. In fact, oftentimes they're too emotional. Um.
1: Too in love with their invention, in you,
0: say, you bet, and, to be uh, and and believe that they can always make up for a mistake by just simply selling somebody else. Uh, there's, a, there, there's a there's there's thousands of tens of, hundreds of thousands of companies worldwide that have that, that that unfortunately are just continue to be funded again and again and again, uh, constantly diluting uh, the previous funding. Um, because they're good salesmen. And they continue to be able to sell. But unfortunately, nothing, uh, there is really no traction or very, or, or, or damn little of it. Um, and again, this is why, this is where a salesman really needs to recognize he is the salesman and should be head of sales. Or, right. uh, and, or, and, or maybe he needs to take one of his, uh, one of his advisors and make, and make that advisor who has maybe a different, uh, set of talents to be the CEO.
1: Tell us something, uh, Jay. When when people are are ready for this kind of exercise, and uh, and uh, maybe a board of uh, board of advisors comes on, you know, they they, they enrol a board of advisors. I imagine that a lot of CEOs are very. Written about losing what they think is control of their business, and very often it's a it's it's almost like a family business.
0: Well, if you're going for funding, if you have an idea that you think is uh, is substantial enough, uh, and and you feel that in order to execute that plan, it's going to require X numbers of hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, uh, and and you don't have an Uncle Joe with a deep pocket, yes, uh, and you're not willing or, or not capable or uh, have the ability to go out and find the money elsewhere and you're going to go to a venture capitalist? Yes. You better be prepared to give up 40 to 60 and more percent of your company.
1: Okay, so that's the the, the magic number is somewhere between there.
0: Well, if you've got a if you've got an remember you're a startup is what yes. we're discussing here. If you already have an existing operation and you're making money, well, you know something, now you've got something to negotiate with. When you're nothing more than a well-conceived idea, um that hasn't executed. Well, you know that's like uh, you know that's like betting on a betting on a horse before the race starts, which is what we all do when we do that, um, and the odds are are, are appropriately uh,
1: set. So people very often go into this exercise and think that they're going to get the funding in order to have ninety percent of the business or eighty percent of then suddenly get the shock of their lives when the venture capitalists and the funders say, no, as a matter of fact, we're going to take 40 to 60% of your business because I, of the, the level that you're at at the moment.
0: I've never heard, I, I've never heard of anything, everybody, every small business owner's first experience with a venture capitalist, uh, I've never heard it being anything other than the same, which is just shock and awe. <laughs> why is it such a, why is it such a, a surprise? Um, what, what are the venture capitalists because doing? In order, because, no, it's not, the, it's not on the venture capitalist side. It's on yes. the business owner side. That in order for him to have even gotten to the point to gather up the courage uh, to even go out and, and stand in front of a venture capitalist, let alone, I mean, Uncle Joe's a piece of cake in comparison to the venture capitalist. Yes. Okay? A venture capitalist wants to say no to 99% of everything he sees. Yes. Because he has to. Okay, so you know, which means he's only he's, his job is to fund only the best of the best, not everyone that that might make sense. There's only I mean that's what that you see that's that's what makes it a that's what makes it a, a a valued enterprise for him. And the problem is is that the it's the individual it's the it's the guy who built it up to that point who has programmed himself from a high level of of optimism that some way somehow it's going to work out and he's going to get his funding. See, so, so he believes he's got this great idea and it's worth a gazillion dollars, and he's got his forecasts, and he, and he thinks it's going to be worth this obscene amount of money, and so therefore uh, the venture capitalist should give him $5 million for 2% of the company because based upon his projections, that $5 million is going to be worth 50 in a matter of a couple of days. Well, you know, something that it, it just it never works out like that.
1: Exactly. You know, everybody—they're so totally misguided. That's what you're saying. So when people go into this exercise, they better be aware right from the very beginning that maybe 10% of uh, 10% is
0: bank. So you want, 10, yeah. you know, 10% is Uncle Joe. Yes. Okay. That's called. They they they, they refer to that here in this country as the is the triple F round: friends, family, and fools. Yes. Okay. That's where the all companies should be are almost inevitably all seated at that stage first. Right. Because the venture capitalists, they go to venture capitalists, and, then, and first of all, even if it's a well, highly organized idea, um, still looks at it and says, high risk, and it's going to cost you X. Now, that does change, by the way, if, a, if, if you're dealing with an individual who's done it not once, twice, but three times, my lady, and now here's this number four, and all three have been successful. Well, you know something? He's got something to negotiate with because he has a track record of of, uh, of success.
1: Exactly. The track record is the first thing I imagine the venture capitalist wants to see. Well, how does What have you done to make it work so far?
0: How does a bank decide whether or not to loan you money yeah. or extend you credit? What are they based that upon? They are based that upon the history you have of repayment.
1: Right, and living up to your word. You bet. Yes, exactly.
0: So it's no different from a from a, from a, uh, a funding perspective.
1: Excellent. We're going into to a break again now, and then when we come back, what we need to do is uh, we'll summarize the things that we've picked up today, the tips and ideas and uh, insights and our high experiences that come from the exercise. And uh, if there are CEOs listening today, well, here's an opportunity to really get some uh, well, I won't even call it free advice, I suppose. Yes, it is free advice we're, we're giving, and free advice very often doesn't have much value. But uh, <laughs> come back after the break, <laughs> and we'll, we'll just clarify everything, summarize it, and put it into something doable. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. This is Terry Ostroviak in San Diego. I know that people are listening from all over the world. Our subject today is how to attract funding for small companies. And obviously, that's a vital element in the process of growing our businesses. Um, Our guest actually specializes or focuses on the development of socially beneficial innovative technologies. Uh, Maybe, you know, I'm just going to change track track for just one moment, Jay. What are some of the socially beneficial innovative technologies that you're working on currently?
0: Um, well, I the, the two, two companies in particular would be uh, one called EAU Technologies, um, which people can see at eau-x.com. Um, they've taken a, a very uh, base element technology that had been left for dead uh, some you know somewhere over the last 50, 60 years, uh, and it actually turns out that um, uh, they can make a non-toxic substance that kills just about any known bacteria, or virus that it comes in contact with on a physical level, not a chemical level. Right. Um, so obviously the, the amount of uses for that are, are, are very widespread, from, from the killing of the bird flu to, uh, uh, to the cleaning, uh, proper cleaning of chicken without having to use uh, poisons to do so. Uh, Wonderful. A very important company, I believe. It will. I believe in the next number of years uh, it will probably touch just about every piece of food we put in our mouth. Um, Excellent. The other company is a, is a electricity generating garbage eating company. Uh, there's too much garbage, not enough electricity, and this, these guys, uh, uh, have come up with a, a plan and an, an idea that, uh, will be quite revolutionary in that it will be able to consume the trash and make the electricity at, at, uh, at a, at an emission rate that is unheard of. So those would be two elements, uh, that are worldwide applications. They're as disruptive as, as the word itself, um, and have broad reaching, uh, capabilities.
1: Would you look at companies from overseas outside of the United States as a possibility for funding? Uh,
0: sure. We're growing in that direction. It, it would, I would, I would, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that, that, that only would inc- increase the, uh, difficulties, uh, it, from a funding perspective.
1: Okay.
0: I mean, what is a possibility. We, we, yeah, we get... Well, we're the companies of which we fund, we get intimately involved with. Uh, we're involved almost on the day-to-day decision
1: level. Right. Because that's what Okay, let talk about the effect. initial steps that, uh, that small companies have to be sure that they have in place before they even get to the point of ever talking to you.
0: Well, number one, first and foremost, again, we were talking about friends, families, and fools. Yes, you should start small. Really... Really cook your idea in an incubator, if you will. Uh, Prove prove it on a small level, uh, so that you have something of which to, when you, ultimately, you need to go talk to a venture capitalist or a money source, that you're gonna have, uh, you're gonna have more than just a bunch of words on paper. That you're gonna be able to say, look, we started last year with $400,000 and look what we've built. Look how well it works. Now if you gave me instead of four hundred grand, if I had four million or forty or forty million, then here's why I know that it won't get lost in the translation. That it won't that that it can grow linearly. Right. Okay, with only these these elements that we're gonna that that would have to be dealt with. That's that's what venture capitalists wanna see. That's what all funding sources wanna see. I mean, um Banks would typify the, the most uh, call it the most you know, the most right end of the spectrum. They're the most conservative. They they only invest in things that are already there, proven, uh, and where they know without with almost no doubt that they're gonna get their money back. Well the other side of that spectrum would be the venture capital community and they want exactly the same thing. <laughs> they're just willing to they're just willing to discount it in some in, in some level or another. Right, and, and get
1: involved, and get more yes. involved in the process, of course. Correct. Really so
0: it, it comes down to start small, have a great deal of patience. Uh, I see too many companies uh, trying to do everything that they have planned in, in, uh, in, in 48 hours. Uh, everybody, everybody wants instantaneous gratification. It doesn't exist. Um, slow down. Plan on five. It takes, on average, five to seven years. Um, for a startup company to even get close to any kind of liquidity event or exit. Five to seven years. And that's, that is, that's taking into consideration that half the companies um, uh, die within the first year or two. Uh, so it's whoever's most prepared, whoever's most patient. Budget, 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 and continue to analyze and analyze and analyze. Adjust. And don't get don't try to do it too fast. I mean, uh, there's plenty of companies that I look at and t- that have great ideas that I turn down um, because they're, they're they've built themselves so much around their perceived success that they end up with uh, top-heavy management. They end up with uh, you know uh, what should be a three or four-man operation. They've got 15 people running, and the, of which they're paying for, and that doesn't work.
1: So they got to really run a tight ship to start with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, if if you don't, you're, it's a recipe for disaster. Uncle Joe'll get really upset. <laughs>
1: He'll cut off your pinky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, we're talking the right language over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good, Jay. All right, so maybe we want to do a bit of a summary as to what we've what we've discussed today. Sure, it's just terrified again so that people could even write it down
0: All right. from top to bottom i guess if i if I can yeah. possibly I'll, I'll try to do this Terry we've talked about a lot an awful lot and, and try trying to yeah, summarize yeah. something that is that is uh, uh unsummarizable yeah, it really <laughs> is i mean there's there, it's every shape and size, whatever idea you have, make sure that you that that no one understands it better than you do, make sure yeah. that you find every creak and crack uh that it may have. Uh, that you find whoever is the best in the business and and uh, uh, learn. Uh, st- well, I don't want to know if I want to use the word steal, but certainly borrow um, anything and everything of value that you can from them. Um, become intimately familiar with them and and those of of that of those entities that make it work. Uh, right. Build a board of, uh, of of wisdom as opposed to a board of advisors. Sure, that's important, but build a board of wisdom. Uh, surround yourself with people that you know uh, that when the, chips are, when, when the chips are down or, or when, uh, uh, when, it's, when it's really necessary, you know that you can count on these people. Um, those people will help you um, with every possible need your company could ever have. These are people that want to see you succeed. People in general, successful people in general, want to see others succeed. Um, make sure that, uh, make sure that uh, you're not afraid to ask for help. Um, it's out there. It's right. and and it, it granted it may not be free, yeah. uh, and, and the critique yeah. and the critique may be harsh. Um, but uh, as they say, you, here I am with phrases again. You, you, generally speaking, you get exactly what you pay for in life. Right. And in business, so if
1: no, you, I think too many small businesses run what they call secret businesses. <laughs> yes. Well, they're only secret because some, they don't want anybody to can... know about them. That's right. They don't want, to know. They, they, they want They don't, they don't Yeah,
0: they don't want to, They don't want everybody to really actually know how small they really are. <laughs> yes, right. Because exactly. it gets into fish stories at that point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, people should start small. They should do it with friends and family first. Uh, if they if they actually have a really good idea and they and they ignore that friends and family. Uh, and they end up coming to a venture capitalist the venture capitalist as is, is, is as is they are as they designed will eat them for lunch they will they will try and take uh, every bit of that company uh in order to minimize the amount of risk that they're taking um, so be prepared be prepared Okay.
1: great finally,
0: finally uh always stay optimistic don't be afraid of uh, what you don't know um uh, and courage is, uh, is king.
1: Right. We talk about a quantum leap. This really is, for many businesses, a major quantum leap. Well, actually, I can't say that. It just is a quantum leap from small business right up to the big leagues, the professional league. Jay, you've been exceptionally helpful today in in, uh, in helping us to really understand. Uh, you've been through it yourself. You've got the background experience, too. i got
0: and one. I, I got one, one thought I want to throw out there.
1: Right, the di- the difference
0: minute. between a small company and a big company is only yeah. a couple of zeros. Okay.
1: <laughs> Very good. Good way to end. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jay. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, just before we leave, next week our guest is going to be talking about a completely different area. It's called fun in the tough world of business to achieve better results. Playfulness, maybe. <laughs> Jay's a playful guy, by the way. It's a gentle, responsive sense of playfulness and humor that helps transcend the petty issues that drive us apart in businesses. Our guest is Bernie DeCoven um, from uh, California, and he'll be with us next week. So be with us again. Thank you very much for listening today, everybody. Talk to you soon. Stay with us and be with us next week at the same time. Bye.